0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Insightful Thinker's Podcast. Today we're talking about Black Swan, the 2010 movie directed by Darren Arnofsky, and really one of the most complex movies I've ever seen. One of the best movies I've ever seen as well. Um, and it was one of those that <laughs> I really had to re-watch immediately because um, the last scene is really where everything comes together and um, you almost just want to go back and kind of just figure out um, kind of everything that was happening and what led up to that moment and all of that. And that's what we're going to talk about here. What we're really going to talk about is kind of the theme, the themes in this movie. And really what this movie centers around is the theme of self-destruction on the road to perfection. And it follows uh, Nina, played by Natalie Portman, a, a ballerina who is is a perfectionist and on her journey to getting, um, to the closer to this idea of, of what she thinks is a perfect performance, she starts to break down and she starts to descend into madness really. So it's kind of the nature of how perfection perfectionism can drive you to greatness, but it can also be your downfall because you always feel inadequately and you feel as if you're never good enough. And we're going to talk about all of this today. So, um, yeah, I mentioned it's a very complex movie um, and perhaps even confusing on the first watch. And I've watched this movie a couple times now, but from that first watch, it is it is a little bit confusing until the very end there. Um, but as all the great movies do, confusion becomes complexity and it gives you something to chew on and something to think about. And that's really what this movie did. Um and yeah, it really just talks about uh, this nature of perfection as a two-sided coin, kind of, of how it can drive you to greatness, but also to madness, as I already mentioned um And deservedly so, this movie was met with a lot of critical acclaim and was nominated for many awards. So it received five nominations at the 83rd Academy Awards, one of them being for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, and Natalie Portman actually won for Best Actress. Um, If you watch this movie closely, you just see how incredible her her, even like the way she uh, moves her eyes and the, just her acting is just so unbelievable in this. Um, she did talk about it kind of how it was difficult to have to focus on the dancing, but also having to quiet those thoughts while she's dancing and, and remain in character, even if the sequence she was trying to perform was really difficult. So I found that really interesting. Uh, this was also one of only five horror films nominated for Best Picture. And The Silence of the Lambs, 1991, is the only one ever to win. Um, So let's get into the analysis here, you guys. Uh, Self-destruction on the journey to perfection. And um, we're going to talk about this now. So uh, the characters, even before I start, just so... um, we're reminded i'm sure all of you guys have watched the film if you're listening to this episode Um, but just to remind you guys nina is natalie portman she's the main character who's on this journey to perfection lily uh is played by mila kunis and this is nina's competition or so she thinks um we'll get into this later as well beth is the old swan queen that nina is replacing Um, so thomas the artistic director played by vincent cassel he is kind of uh pushing her out and nina's gonna be um the new swan queen for them so the like the lead role in the big play um in the play called swan lake so what we're gonna do before diving into the themes we're going to start by tracing nina's transition from what her natural white swan her pure self to the black swan throughout the movie uh, on this quest for perfection and then we're going to dive deeper into the themes so nina's natural state in the movie is really it's this pure controlled um calm uh, tranquil white swan and toma toma the artistic director says in the movie if i was only casting the white swan White Swan, it should be yours, but I'm not. Uh, so, what if if he, if he had to cast? So, what he's trying to cast is a character who can play. There's a dancer who can play both the Black Swan and the White Swan, the seductive Black Swan and the pure White Swan. So, Nina is this White Swan, um, and it shows this in the movie because when it when it comes to re- um, rehearsing for the part of the White Swan, she she kills it. She's perfect, and that's why Thomas says. Um, If I was only casting the white swan, it would be yours. But when it comes to rehearsing for the part of Black Swan, she struggles, and then she disastrously stumbles when Lily walks in. So it just shows that she really is naturally just the white swan on the inside. Toma reaffirms this in another quote. He says, the truth is when I look at you, all I see is the white swan. Yes, you're beautiful, fearful, fragile, ideal casting. But the black swan, it's a hard job to dance both. So um, this is really Nina's natural state and her purity and her innocence of her natural state is symbolized by her white scarf that she wears in the movie. Um, And this contrasts with the other version of herself. She sees in a black coat while she's on the train early in the movie, she thinks she sees herself actually in another person wearing all black. It turns out later that this is actually Lily, um, uh and we we know this is lily because she's wearing that same coat when she walks in to meet all the dancers for the first time but nina sees kind of this darker self in in other people um but right now at the start of the movie she is she is the white swan she's the perfect white swan but throughout the movie she slowly transitions to becoming the black swan and what is used to represent these moments are actually breaths or they kind of sound like whispers in the movie almost um and these kind of yeah it is more like breaths i would say and these are uh, these are heard when nina gets more in touch with her dark side and hence Uh, starts to become more like a black swan. So while walking home one night, for instance, she hallucinates that she sees herself again in all black in an alley, even though it was a stranger. And you hear the breaths here because she sees kind of that darker side of herself. Um, She gets a glimpse of this darker side. Um, You also hear breaths while Toma kisses Nina. So again every time she gets closer to letting go and just being uh kind of almost like free in a way and a little bit darker and a little more sensual you hear the breaths um but while they're kissing nina actually then bites him and the breaths immediately stop so this signifies how she snaps back to her natural self just as the innocent white swan so right when she bites him to cut off all of the feelings of just letting go and that sensuality um, the breath stop and she gets back uh, to being the, her white, innocent swan self. Toma, after practice, um, he talks about uh, kind of her transition a little bit. He says, the real work will be your metamorphosis into the white swan's evil twin. Um and I know I saw a flash of her yesterday. So get ready to give me more of that bite. So that, this is kind of cool because, well, first of all, the bite refers to when, um, she bit him while he kissed her. And, um, he saw this flash of Nina's darker self, um, that Thomas was looking for when, when she was feeling that passion for just a moment while kissing him. And this is when the breaths played. So Thomas saw a flash of how she could just let go and, um, kind of be seductive and allow herself just to feel things just for a moment and tomas saw that and he says i know i saw a flash of her yesterday but it's going to be a challenge for you to change into the white swan's evil twin totally and um she does keep going down this path and we're going to keep talking about this so um you also hear the the breaths play um as nina takes beth's lipstick beth as i mentioned is the old swan queen that Nina's replacing um beth embodies this dark swan and whereas nina is is the white swan so here again nina's getting more in touch with her dark side she takes the the old um the old uh, black swans things and she gets more and more like that um beth later says um, while well, she's very uh, sad about losing the role and more than just sad she's she's just completely um, disheveled and she's she's in an argument with Nina and she says what did you do to get this role Nina did you sleep with him uh, referring to toma and Nina says not all of us have to and you hear the breaths when she snaps back like that and when when she's kind of snappy and kind of um, yeah, just kind of, kind of like that. Then you see, and and rather than just being innocent and just um, relenting under 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 beth's onslaught or uh, you hear the breaths so as she gets more in touch with this dark side you hear it toma also um later takes nina to his place to perhaps have sex with her but he can't get past nina's innocence as she becomes uncomfortable when he brings up sex so um, toma what he says is i have a little homework assignment for you go home and touch yourself live a little so toma is really pressuring nina to embrace more of her wild side her dark side Um, and when she does follow toma's advice the next morning uh, to do what he said the whispers and the breaths are once again heard so getting closer and closer to this dark side Um, again nina um, approaches lily as well after she tells toma to go easy on nina she found nina um, pretty disheartened after a tough practice Uh, and lily just says i told him you were working your ass off and you were going to be great and But when Nina snaps back with, well, you shouldn't have, you hear the breaths again. Um, again, the breaths come when she has a dream that she sleeps with Lily. Um, her skin even starts to change to swan skin. So look how close she's getting to becoming the black swan now. You see like the goosebumps or the swan bumps, I guess you would say, appear on her skin when she's doing these, um, these, these types of things. And after that night she actually no longer puts on her white scarf too so the innocence is kind of lost after that and at that point she just descends into total madness and she's finally really become this this black swan Um, she she also thinks her mother's paintings are screaming at her Um, she continues to pick at her skin she hallucinates that she's pulling a black feather from her back Uh, her legs even in the movie also snap backwards as if they have become swan legs Uh, her mother asks what happened to my sweet girl and nina says she's gone so this is her transition how she became the black swan and kind of how the just that technique of using the the breaths in the movie to really show that. Um, And then in the final big performance, the performance of her life, the breaths ring out louder than ever. Um, And even the breaths ring out louder than ever, even during her white swan performance. Because remember in the performance, she has to be the white swan and the black swan. And during her white swan performance, now her, Her initial innocent self is compromised, so she can't even dance the white swan part anymore because she's totally consumed by her black swan nature. And this causes her to fall over, actually, during her white swan performance um, because she can't dance the part anymore. That's not her. She's totally transitioned. Um when it comes to her black swan performance though at the very end she gives the performance of her life and this shocks fellow dancers spectators and toma and this is when the whispers are as and the breaths are as loud as they've ever been um in the final performance the swan skin covers her body and the feathers start to grow and she she feels it growing on her um and in the shadow of her at the end of her performance when she stands with her her arms, her arms kind of uh, outstretched. You see feathers in the shadow behind her, but there's none on her actual body. So this just shows that she has fully become the black swan. Um, but at what cost? And now we're going to get into um, how on her journey to, um, what we're going to talk about here is on her journey to perfection, um, she paid a huge price. And in reality, that price was her life. Um why did she pay why did she have to well in the movie as you can remember um she kills herself actually to attain perfection and why does she have to kill herself to attain perfection because just that perfection is unattainable so the only way she was ever able to become perfect was by um totally letting go of herself to the maximum level and actually killing herself. So that's the first thing, the first really real theme in this movie. It's the unattainability of perfection. Um, and this is where it's shown in the movie. So in practices, Nina hits everything perfectly technically. Um, but she still lacks the seductive nature to really make the routine perfect. Tomas says perfection is not just about control. It's also about letting go. Um, also to show this unattainability of perfection the only time nina does achieve perfection as i mentioned is at the end of the movie when she's on her deathbed that she leaps from or leaps into in the final performance and she says kind of in a state of bliss she says even though there's blood coming from her stomach where she actually stabbed herself and killed herself um she says i felt it perfect it was perfect so she dies in a state of bliss and to chance off her name along with raucous applause. Um, but what's funny is that the the applause at the end turns to gasps uh, once the credits roll around and and screams and shouts, um, start to replace those uh, those claps and the applause is if you listen closely. Um, so really what's what the movie's showing here is that only in death can you achieve absolute perfection because perfection is impossible to be perfect you have to completely let go of yourself and quite literally in nina's case because she literally had to let go of her very life because no you can't no living person is perfect so that's just that was just kind of to show that perfection is unattainable um and it's impossible to achieve really is what the movie's saying and and it really caused the breakdown of nina Another theme kind of along the lines talking about perfection is the only one stopping you from achieving perfection is yourself. So, I did I mentioned how Nina thought she saw herself on the train wearing all black but in reality as I mentioned it was really Lily who walks into the dressing room later in that same black coat so this symbolizes how Nina thinks someone else is getting in her way of being the swan queen but it's really just herself who's the threat um so that's why she keeps mistaking other pe- uh, other people for herself she um, if you can remember in the movie, when she looks at it, she sees the face of her. She sees like Natalie Portman, but then the face quickly turns away. Um, but it's not really her. It's it's Lily, and the competition is not Lily. It's you. That's really what it's saying. Um, again, she also confuses uh, herself as Lily after another practice. She's she's kind of on the ground. She says, "Who is that?" As Lily walks in, and she thinks it's she thinks it's her Nina, but it's actually Lily. Um, and Lily, why is Lily embodied as kind of Nina's competition? It's because Nina or Lily embodies the Black Swan and and Nina's dark, really Black Swan side. So Lily is the total opposite of Nina. She smokes, she drinks, she parties, she's very aloof, she's free, she's seductive, playful, flirtatious, carefree, spontaneous, sensual, and expressive. And Nina is fascinated um, with these things. And this nina knows she has some of these traits, but they're all kind of very submerged because she's the white swan so they're very suppressed but when she sees lily that is kind of she pictures her kind of um as the black swan to her to her white swan um and Toma later says going along with this same thing he says the only person standing in your way is you it's time to let her go lose yourself so this is really the paradox of perfection really the only way you can achieve perfection is through uh, letting go of yourself and and setting your thoughts aside about trying to be perfect and just letting go and being free so the only one stopping you from achieving perfection really is yourself um, again we see this theme when nina is asking Toma for the part of the swan queen so Toma says in four years every time you dance i see you obsessed getting each and every move perfectly right but i never see you lose yourself ever all that discipline for what and nina says i just want to be perfect and Tomas says, perfection is not just about control it's also about letting go um he says come on nina forget about control i want to see passion the dance director uh dance instructor excuse me also says to nina beautiful as always nina but relax so again this idea that perfection comes when you let go and don't get in the way of yourself Um, the only one stopping you from being perfect is yourself it's so paradoxical because you think that you are going to be the one who um, puts on a perfect performance and you're in full control but it's actually the opposite it's when you fully let go uh, of all those thoughts that you put on that magical performance that nina finally did as the black swan at the end um Kind of more about Nina and Lily too. So Nina becomes increasingly paranoid that Lily is after her and trying to replace her, she says. But Thomas says, "Um, nobody's after you, Nina. So again, the only one that could possibly stop Nina from being the black swan is herself. And this, this really explains why she's been confusing Lily with herself for the whole movie, because Lily is the personification of what is stopping Nina from fully embodying the Black Swan herself. It has nothing to do with Lily, but the paranoia and the madness from... Um, Uh, on this journey to perfection this tough journey she thinks that Lily's out to get her and she's out to get the role but no it's not Lily it's you you're getting in your own way from of being perfect with all your own worries Um, so the twist to really show this is um, Nina and uh, and Lily have a fight near the end of the movie um, in kind of the final performance there and Nina thinks she kills Lily Uh, the one who was getting in the supposedly getting in the way of her being the black swan but really she killed herself so when she stabs nina she actually stabs herself because nina as you know has been hallucinating this whole movie and it's a great twist and again this is just to show that she had to let go of herself in this case by killing herself to be perfect it had nothing to do with killing the other girl who was a threat on your journey to perfection Um, It was Nina herself who was getting in her own way. So she had to kill herself to get to that point of perfection, which is so interesting. And how did she get to this point of total self-destruction? That's really the final theme I want to touch on here. It's self-destruction on the road to perfection. So we've already discussed... um, the only one stopping you from perfection uh from achieving perfection is yourself and then the unattainability of perfection and now we're really going to get into what i think is the main thing theme in this movie and it's self-destruction on the road to perfection um so nobody is naturally going to be perfect and therefore cannot possibly wear every hat at once that's the issue so um in, in nina's case she can't possibly wear the the hat of white swan and black swan at once so on the road to try to be perfect and embody both um you have to sacrifice your your nature and that's what nina had to do to get she either could perfectly play the white swan or perfectly play the black she couldn't do both so she sacrificed her kind of perfect, already pure white swan nature to become the black swan. Um, And down the line, this causes Nina to lose the magic that made her unique in the first place, which was that perfect white swan. Um, So let's talk about kind of more about this self-destruction on the road to perfection. So um, Nina, she puts on Beth's lipstick for the first time on the train after she realizes the part of the swan queen is slipping away for her. So subconsciously, why does she put on, uh, best lipstick? Because she knows she has to get in touch with that dark side, um, at a greater extent to get the part like beth did little does nina know though that beth is the total opposite of nina and beth is the black swan to nina's white so what nina failed to realize was that um she was already perfect in her natural state and she also could be perfect as a black swan too but that takes a lot of sacrifices of character and as soon as she starts to put on that dark lipstick that beth the black the good black swan used to put on she becomes more like that And Beth really is the opposite of Nina in this movie. Why? Because, well, the first time you see her, she's smashing things in her dressing room after she's told she's going to be let go as the company's primary dancer. Um, She shouts at Nina. She uh, throws herself in front of uh, oncoming traffic and things like this. So little does Nina know that... the more she embodies uh, this dark side on the road to perfection, the closer she gets to self-destruction because she has to destroy that initially pure side of herself to become the black swan. So a little more about Beth here. When uh, Nina and Tomar are discussing Beth's attempted suicide that I mentioned when she jumps in front of oncoming traffic, Nina says, how do you know she did it on purpose? And Tomah says, because everything Beth does comes from within, from some dark impulse. I guess that's what makes her so thrilling to watch, so dangerous, even perfect at times, but also so damn destructive. So this quote actually really exemplifies this theme, I think, the most, because um, even though Beth was perfect at times, as this kind of wild, sensual, dangerous black swan, she's also very destructive. And it does take kind of destruction. It, it can be self-destructive on the road to perfection. Uh, to become that perfect black swan, you kind of need to be a little bit destructive in nature as well. And Nina found that out the hard way because she she literally ended up killing herself to get that feeling of perfection. So when you embody the black swan, that's when you gain desirable traits and seem to be perfect at times, but you also become destructive. So Nina she clearly does self-destroy as she gets closer and closer to embodying the darkness of the black swan and even ends up killing herself as she makes that final transition so um another way nina self-destructs on the road to perfection she throws away her stuffed animals and all of her things uh, on this transition um as after realizing that toma is starting to turn his attention to lily Um, to play the swan queen so what nina is doing when she throws away all of her things or uh, things that would be like her teddy bears and things like this that would be head by kind of that innocent white swan she's destroying her natural self to become more like the black swan because she's envious um kind of of lily because when when she's doing her performance um and she's not all, hitting all the steps perfectly right tomas starts to look over to lily and wants to make uh, her maybe the swan queen is is what nina's thinking so immediately nina thinks that she has to get closer to this dark side subconsciously um to kind of be accepted by Toma. So really perfectionism, it can drive you to greatness uh, as it did for Beth because she was even perfect at times, but it also puts you, and as it did for Nina because she had the perfect final performance too, but it also puts you at risk of crumbling under unattainable expectations you set for yourself. Your expectations are also determined by others who expect you to be something you aren't. So Toma in this case, he kind of, um he expected well what he really fell for was um not Nina's white swan, but he really wanted her to embody this black swan. So these expectations were unrealistic though for Nina, because Nina never naturally was supposed to be that dark uh, black swan at all. But that's who Toma fell for. And this is really the quote that Sinks all of this up, how uh, Thomas, the prince in this case, falls for the wrong girl. And it, it really connects the movie really well in Thomas' quote. He says this, we all know the story, a virginal girl, pure and sweet, trapped in the body of a swan. She desires freedom, but only true love can break the spell. Her wish is nearly granted in the form of a prince. But before he can declare his love, her lustful twin, the black swan, tricks and seduces him devastated the white swan leaps leaps off a cliff killing herself and in death finds freedom so the black swan side that nina was envious of stole nina's natural state from her and only in death does nina find freedom freedom that comes from being unburdened by her own worries and from finally letting herself go by fully letting herself go in death Nina achieves perfection in the eyes of Toma, in her own eyes, and from the audience who gives, who chants her name. So, um, this really, uh, this quote really, I think, syncs up the whole movie because um, this is exactly what happened to Nina. She, um, virginal girl pure and sweet that's nina she's trapped inside the body of a swan and she desires freedom um but only true love can break the spell so this prince that comes along he he's there but he falls for the wrong girl he falls for the dark side of nina so nina really there's nothing she can do the only thing she can do is kill herself and in death that's when she finds freedom, and in her case, in death, that's when she finds perfection, um, because perfection is unattainable, and the only way you can achieve perfection, possibly or get close to it, is is in death, because no living person is perfect. So that's the only way she can be free, um, free of free of this. Um, so Toma, who is the prince in this case, he falls not for Nina, but who he wants Nina to be, because Nina never naturally was the black swan. She's the white swan. She's the innocent, pure, virginal, sweet girl. And um, killing her natural self is the only way she can embody the black swan. Her prince always wanted her to be Um and it, it kind of shows how Toma is the prince because um, he finally calls Nina his little princess. He says, my little princess, I always knew you had it in you. When in the final scene of the movie when she's laying down dying and she put on the performance of her life. Now, after she's transitioned all the way to the black swan, um, he says, I always knew you had it in you, my little princess. And. Um, that darkness was inside of her in moderation at first it was in you he said i i I felt a glimpse of it like when they were kissing he felt a little bit of that but now it's fully come out um and but what happened was it ended up taking her over and actually destroying her because it destroyed her natural self and that's represented in how she uh how nina kills herself in the movie because her natural self had to die for her to become that black swan self that the prince wanted from her Um, And what she envisioned as perfection in her head. Um, The last theme that has to do with perfection is feelings of inadequacy, even as a perfectionist, was really shown in this movie. So one quote here is, Beth says, you stole my things. Um, And Nina says, I was just trying to be perfect like you. But Beth says, I'm not perfect. I'm nothing. As Beth says, "I'm nothing." She's st- uh, quite a horror um, moment in the movie. She stabs herself with the nail file, and Nina infuses um, the Black Swan with herself. So the movie shows her as it, as if it was Nina stabbing herself in the face. So later, as she runs into the elevator, she's also the one holding the bloody nail f- file as if she was the one who felt that she was nothing as she stabbed herself. So this is the idea of um, perfection never being enough for the perfectionist, because that perfectionist still harbors feelings of inadequacy. And even though Nina thought Beth was perfect, Beth says, I'm not perfect, I'm nothing. And she, she stabbed herself and she feels so inadequate and the way they replaced um beth's face with nina shows that nina also kind of feels that way too she also feels as if she is nothing as well um so this is kind of the issue with um setting your threshold for what's acceptable too high for a perfectionist only perfection is acceptable so anything below that you're gonna feel feelings of inadequacy and that you have not accomplished your goals even if you're doing really well um because you're th- what you need to feel adequate is is perfection. And perfection is impossible. So you'll always feel inadequate. And that's really what it showed in that sequence. It's, it's a very complex sequence, I know. And I'm sorry if I'm not uh, explaining it perfectly. Well, I hope you guys have watched the movie, I guess, fairly recently. Because it's just so complex what's going on there. Um, but uh, very interesting how it communicated, how... Even the perfectionist has feelings of inadequacy or even uh, the person who's perfect in your eyes may not be so perfect in their own. And Nina thinks Beth is the perfect black swan and the perfect swan queen, but she's really only the perfect black swan. She's not the perfect swan queen. She, um, you can't wear two hats at once, but Nina thought that she needed to be like Beth or be like Lily who is like the black swan Um, but you can't wear two hats at once. You're never going to be fully perfect. So, um, that's why you're always going to feel inadequate if you're a perfectionist. Um, also kind of showing these feelings of inadequacy, even as a perfectionist in Nina's mind, she hears laughs every time other girls pass her by, even though they may be marveling at her performance. So. Also, when Nina is introduced as Swan Queen, she hears Lily's laugh over all of the applause. Lily kind of chuckles. And for who knows why, she might not have been laughing at Nina. She might have been laughing at something else. But Nina focuses in on the laughter rather than all of the applause. And that's really the nature of the perfectionist. You focus on the negative judgment. Anything that's taking away from that perfect thing, you're going to focus on that. Kind of like if you're uh, if you read the one negative comment, you focus on that rather than the 100 positive ones. That's kind of what the perfectionist feels. Um, there's also a scene of Nina putting on white makeup over her tears when she when she's crying in the final performance. She kind of brushes makeup on and she gets more and more of a smile as she goes. Um, this is kind of how we hide our feelings of inadequacy by being a perfectionist because perfectionism kind of masks insecurity and imperfection if you can get everything I know, I know it's kind of weird um uh I'm, I'm saying perfectionism masks imperfection but kind of in in the sense, kind of like how you're putting makeup on over your flaws and that masks any insecurities you have and by being a perfectionist you know everything is is just gonna be just the way it needs to be and it's all gonna be perfect and it's all gonna be perfectly planned out and set and set in stone everything's gonna be all good and that Really is coming from anxiety in the first place, but by having everything in order and like this, it it just quells a lot of this anxiety that you have. So by putting makeup over your tears, it kind of is representing how you hide feelings of inadequacy through perfectionism almost, and through making everything uh, look perfect, and that will make the anxiety go away. Um, there's also the theme of the uh, pressure in the movie, and. Um, It kind of goes along with the perfectionist uh, themes as well. So Nina's mother says, when you start getting older, there's all this ridiculous pressure. God knows I understand um also Toma at the banquet he says are you the banquet for when nina's being introduced as the swan queen he says are you ready to be thrown to the wolves so the pressure now builds for nina and what happens is she starts to hallucinate more and more the pressure builds and self she starts to self-destruct on this journey to perfection and she hallucinates now that she's ripped off her cuticle all the way down her finger lily asks are you freaking out nina's like yeah because she's really starting to break down due to all this pressure and this pressure really contributes to nina's disorders that she experiences in the movie um like uh, anorexia ocd excoriation disorder like skin picking she scratches her back and she she rips off her cuticles and things like this she probably has generalized anxiety disorder psychosis possibly paranoid schizophrenia so this pressure really is causing Nina to crumble. There's pressure of being perfect, really. Um, And when you put that much pressure on yourself, it really breaks you down because you've set an impossible goal. Nina's mother also says, it's the role, isn't it? It's all this pressure. I knew it'd be too much. Then she goes on to say, this world is destroying you. You can't handle this. Uh, And this is just how the pressure builds people. Pressure makes diamonds, as people say, but it also can break you down if you put too much pressure on yourself or if there's too much pressure from your surroundings to be something you're not to turn the white swan into the black swan or um, or the pressure you place on yourself to be perfect because no one is ever going to be perfect. So that will make you crumble if your goals are unattainable. Um, Toma also pressures Nina to embrace her wilder side when she tells when he tells her to live a little. Um, Nina is also pressured into taking a drink with ecstasy in it. There's a lot of themes of uh, and ideas of pressure in the movie, um, and really just pressure from so many sources to be something that Nina never was in the first place. Um and the fact is that even if you you are perfect, you still can't be um, what others want you to be. Because Nina already was that perfect white swan naturally. Every she was hitting everything technically perfectly, um, but she still wasn't what Thomas, the prince, wanted her to be. Um, and in fact, in uh, the fact is that she wasn't even what she wanted herself to be. She wanted to really be more of that black swan that and um she couldn't she wasn't um fulfilled with just being her natural white swan self she had to um go and totally sacrifice her character um to become this black swan so but in her case she actually sacrificed her life to get that feeling of perfection um i did have one more thing about um about lily in the movie and how lily really is um lily is not really the one getting in in the way of nina it's really herself um and i I did mention how lily is the total opposite of of nina and nina sees kind of herself in lily and toma and she gets very envious of lily toma on lily he says um, watch the way she moves imprecise but effortless she's not faking it um lily even has a tattoo of the black swan wings on her back is what i wanted to mention so this just shows how lily is the personification of the black swan that nina sees some of herself in and thinks that who is the competition um for her but in reality it ne- the competition never was lily the competition is yourself and if you are able to let go of yourself and all your worries and all your anxieties about being perfect Paradoxically, that is when you achieve perfection um, or get close to it. Um, very complex movie. I know you guys, and um, b- but it just so many things communicated in one movie. It was just, um, it really boggled my mind watching it. it. It was really interesting because although it was a tragedy and it did also have Uh, It retains some inspiring ideas, I think, about how the only one stopping you uh, is yourself. Uh, It's not the other girl, the other uh, person in your way. It's just you. And if you can get past yourself and past all your anxieties and your worries and um, your inhibitions, you can really find some magic there. Um, And that really, that was really kind of cool to me. So the final scene, there are so many emotions playing in your head. One, it's you are just shocked that. Well, she's on her deathbed, but at the same time when she says it was perfect, I felt it. It was perfect. And she finally did get that magic and through all of her, her kind of madness, she did find that magic, um, (laughs) kind of like the weekend beauty behind the madness where, um, although there is a lot of crazy stuff going on in her head and, um, tragedy and she's breaking down there's some magic there with with when she finally let herself go um it's just unfortunate that she had to let herself go to the point of killing herself but you guys what do you think of this movie this is one of my favorite ones all time Uh, i found it very difficult to um put these this one fully together i don't know if it necessarily was a perfect movie and like communicating a, uh one specific theme uh, so clearly it kind of touched on a whole bunch of different things um And it may just be me not able to sync it up perfectly, but I hope I broke it down at least decently effectively for you guys with uh, the themes of perfection in there, the unattainability of perfection, how the only one stopping you from achieving perfection is yourself, Um, self-destruction on the road to perfection, um, feelings of inadequacy as a perfectionist. So kind of, there's quite a few different ones in this. I guess this is a little bit different from Moonlight or different from Ex Machina where it was really centered around one thing and I could trace the whole movie about how it represented this. And those are equally incredible movies, but this one, the complexity in there, um, really makes this one of my favorites of all time. You guys, thank you for listening in movie lovers. Um, (laughs) I hope you guys have been liking the movie analyses. I love, I love watching movies. Um, and analyzing them some of them are duds some of them (laughs) there's really nothing to analyze some of them it almost like black swan it's almost too much to really break down in one episode um but i hope i did this incredible movie some kind of justice you guys so if you like this episode or if you just enjoy in-depth analysis into a diverse set of topics which is what we're doing uh with the insightful thinkers podcast please share this episode with someone who liked black swan uh, or someone you who you know has seen the movie um also please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on um uh, also uh, leave a star rating or a review on apple podcasts uh, or a like on youtube you can also share your ideas from the connect page on the website uh, insightfulthinkersmedia.com, through youtube instagram at insightful media or twitter at teamitm check out the poems and the articles on the website as well you guys um, this one won't have an accompanying, an accompanying blog post excuse me um, but there's plenty of stuff on there to check out, and if you also want to join the monthly ITP video conference call, this is where we come together monthly to analyze things together. So it's not just um, me talking to into the mic and to the camera, which sometimes makes it a little bit harder when it is just me because um, I kind of have to have a constant stream of. Uh, of ideas whereas it is a lot easier to bounce ideas back and forth and uh, uh between one another so if, we, if you want to join that every month uh you can support the podcast on patreon um but overall whatever you guys do listening and watching is always great 21 episodes in some of you guys have been listening in uh, in every one uh just reached a couple cool milestones on on uh, how many downloads we've gotten on on the thing on the uh the podcast. So thank you guys for listening in. Thank you for tuning in as always. We'll be back next Monday morning. Um as always for more in-depth analysis into a diverse set of topics. Take care everybody.